Hi, my name is Erin Mack. I'm 31 years old. I'm from Birmingham, Alabama, and I'm a drama instructor for a kids' theater company. Hi, my name is Mitchell Mack. I'm 26 years old. I'm from Canton, Ohio, and I'm a copywriter slash actor. Mitch and I have been together for about four years, and we dated for a year and a half before we got married. Aaron and I have been married for two and a half years now. If I had to describe our love story, I would say that we love to laugh together. Welcome to Our Love Story, a Spotify original from Parcast. Every week, a real couple recounts how they met, how they fell in love, and the biggest moments of their relationship. Now, let's hear their love story. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. The Hargan women seem to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover inside the house there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God, this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, wherever you get your podcasts. My dating life before Aaron was not good. I've been in relationships since high school essentially. And before I met Aaron, I vowed to myself that I would take a year off of dating. I had sworn up, I was like, all right, that's it. I need some me time, no more dates. My dating life before I met Mitch was I was single for two years. I really enjoyed being alone and dating, especially in LA, seemed like a lot of work. And so I was going to wait for the guy who made dating not seem like a lot of work. And I did. I met Mitch for the first time at church. We were both volunteering. When Aaron and I were serving at church together, we were serving in the kids' ministry, and she would be doing arts and crafts with them every Sunday morning. And uh, I started to realize that I would be doing arts and crafts every Sunday morning just to see Aaron. And I'd always be like, hey, what what you doing with pipe cleaners there? And uh, I didn't care about pipe cleaners. Cared about Aaron. My first impression of Mitch, (laughs) he was really loud. He always likes to be the center of attention. And I literally was like, oh, this guy likes attention, which is fine because I like the guys who like to make people laugh. So it worked out. (laughs) My first impression of Aaron was that, I don't know, it it wasn't, (laughs) I don't know how to word this properly. It was a slow, it was a slow burn because I knew she was pretty from the second I saw her, but I wasn't looking for anything at the time. And it was when I realized how funny she was that I was like, oh, I like her because I like to make people laugh and she was making me laugh back. He didn't notice me. That's what he's saying. (laughs) (laughs) Our first date was at a build your own pizza place. And what was kind of crazy about it is Mitch had lost his wallet and his phone, or not lost, excuse me, it was stolen from him earlier that day. And instead of canceling on me, um, which would have been totally understandable, he was like, no, I'm going to 
go to the bank and get money and find you on Facebook and message you this and take you out on this date. And it really showed me that he cared and he really was interested. You know, that saying, if he wanted to, he would, is very true. Yeah, I had to really MacGyver my way into that date. <laughs> I I didn't have any form of ID. I went into the bank and they all knew me. And I was like, hey, you guys all know me. I need 20 bucks. And they were like, okay, here's 20 bucks. <laughs> the worst thing is that I had a coupon. It was a two for one pizza coupon. And that got stolen too. And so I had to pay full price for two pizzas and my wallet got stolen. Oh boy. <laughs> So aside from the stolen wallet, it was a really great date. The thing about Aaron and I is just how easy it is to talk to one another. And, you know, that's what a majority of dates are. It's just, no matter what you're doing, if you're like skydiving or if you're eating, it's just talking to each other. And we're really good at that. So it's a really great date. Our first kiss, we came back to my house and we we're just going to hang out after our pizza and watch some Netflix. And it wasn't supposed to be anything because I think he had told me like he was not going to kiss me. That was a thing he had in his head since this was our first date. And I was like, okay. And that didn't end up happening. <laughs> yeah. I told my roommates that I wasn't going to date anyone. And they knew I was going to hang out with Aaron. And I was like, I'm not going to kiss her. And I was like, if I do kiss her, you get to slap me in the face. And uh, and I, you know what? I was like, I think it's worth it. I'll kiss her anyways. So he put his arm around me and, uh, you know, romance. Yeah, the rest is history. And I, I, he still hasn't slapped me in the face yet. So I think I won that one. I think one of the best parts of the date was when we went to our cars and I walked Aaron to her car and we just could not leave each other. Like I could not pick up the strength to be like, all right, I'm going to go now. We just stayed there for probably an extra like 30 or 40 minutes just outside of her car. I literally had my car door open and standing in it and there are cues you give guys when you want them to leave you alone, like get in your car or jingle your keys. And <laughs> I was like, no, let's just keep talking. He's he's still here. I'm just going to keep talking. <laughs> the worst date that we've ever had was when we went to a Mexican restaurant in Hollywood. Oh my goodness. The food was terrible. Everything was so expensive. Mitch was nervous because he had something expensive in his car and the meter was running out. And so he left me at this restaurant and he was gone for so long that the wait staff thought he had ditched me. They were like, are you okay? Is everything okay? Did he leave? It was so embarrassing. Yeah, it wasn't my best moment. I just bought a, a keyboard, like a MIDI keyboard from Guitar Center. And I was so nervous. I was like, oh, I got to check it real quick. Someone may have stolen it. And so I just up and left. Not my best moment. <laughs> to clarify, I did return in the end. It may have taken a while, but I came back. <laughs> yeah, he came, he came back, but it was like 30 minutes later. <laughs> I don't know why he was gone for so long. <laughs> uh, yeah, one of the most pivotal dates that we ever went on was our one year anniversary. We took a trip to San Diego. It was an amazing day. Um, and when we'd driven back, 
we had this moment where we looked at each other in the car and we were both kind of like, hey, uh, I could get married to you. Like, I have no questions left. I have no reservations. If, you know, like we could get married right now. Yeah, I remember after our anniversary trip ended, we were in the car, he was dropping me off and we just had this moment and I looked at him and I was like, I don't have any more questions. If you asked right now, I would say yes. And we were both kind of like, okay. (laughs) The internet, what would we do without it? So much information, so little time. And yet with all the answers available online, there still lie scores of deep, dark, spooky secrets. Mysteries yet to be solved until now. This isn't clickbait. This is our exclusive new podcast, Internet Urban Legends. I'm Loey, your evidence expert. And I'm Eleanor, the self-proclaimed skeptic. Together, we're the gruesome twosome, sleuths in search of the weirdest stories on the web. Every Tuesday, we investigate the Internet's creepiest conundrums, covering each conspiracy theory and combing through every clue to separate hoax from haunt. Whether it's the video sure to make you lose your appetite, blank room soup, or every kid's worst nightmare, the terrifying truth behind Disney's deaths, or every parent's worst nightmare, social media's Momo challenge. Each episode of Internet Urban Legends is chock full of disturbing details which are either truly demented or ripe for debunking. And no matter our conclusion, we're sure to be left scared half to death. So won't you join us? Follow our new Spotify original from Parcast, Internet Urban Legends. Listen free and exclusively on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. One of the biggest hurdles we had to get over was, I think, just dealing with conflict. In my past relationships, conflict was not a thing. If something was wrong, you would break up. And then you would get back together and act like nothing was ever wrong. And that is not healthy. And so I went into this relationship since I cared about Mitch so much that I wanted us to be able to get through conflict in a healthy way so that we would last. And I feel like we have both put in a lot of effort to be able to handle conflict in a in a healthy and good way. The moment I really knew Aaron was the one was definitely the San Diego trip. I mean, really, really life-changing. Just the first time I'd ever dated someone to where I thought I could actually see myself getting married to you. It just took us out of LA in our normal bubble. And so trying new things together and going on an adventure, like there was a nude beach that we came across. There was like just so many funny things that happened and we both took them in stride that, I don't know, it was just, it showed me how he handles good and weird things. So I really wanted to go to the beach 
in San Diego and there was this cool rock wall hike way to get down there. And we did the hike and it was super cool. We get down there and we start walking along the beach and we're having a good time. And then there's a group of people and I see this guy putting on sunscreen and he's like way up his thigh. And I was like, wow, he has some really short shorts on. And then he turns around and no, he does not have shorts on. And we noticed that everyone is nude and uh, we did not intend to stumble upon that. <laughs> that nude beach. Didn't know they had that in San Diego. They do. The first time I met Aaron's family, it was nerve wracking. You know, meeting anyone's family you care about is really nerve wracking. But Aaron's parents were so nice to me and they were so loving and accepting like right away. At the time, I had this little top knot. <laughs> and it was the dumbest hairstyle of all time. And they still accepted me through that. The only person who didn't accept me right away was Aaron's brother, Josh. We all went out to dinner and I met Josh and he just did not care. At, he wasn't like, he wasn't mad at me or anything. He just didn't know I existed. I was like, hi, I'm Mitch. And he was like, oh, dad, let's talk about a uh, stock market, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I'm like, all right. <laughs> Okay, first, he does not sound like that. <laughs> Two, I think he was having a bad day, but yes, he did. He was unfortunately icy to Mitch. We are closer now. Towards the end of the trip, he, he's a dentist and he actually checked out my teeth and he was super nice about it. You know, he was like clinking on my teeth and he was like, so, you know, what are you up to? <laughs> so that was nice. I met Mitch's family at Thanksgiving. And so he comes from a pretty big family. He has four other siblings. And I also think his grandma was there. And so it was a lot of people. And I do really well one-on-one. -on -one. In groups, I get a little bit more shy. And so having that many people be that loud, like they all have Mitch's personality, but louder. He's the quieter one of the group when they're all together. And so it was a little overwhelming <laughs> to say the least, but everyone was super nice. And I feel obviously I'm a lot comfortable around them now. So the first time I said, I love you to Aaron, it was, I, I forget what we did on our third date, but it was after our third date. And I think we were smooching a little bit and I stopped kissing her and I said, I love you. <laughs> and she was like, uh, what? And I was like, yeah, and I know you love me too. Uh, and she was like, come on. Yeah, I was like, you don't know me. This is our third date. What are you talking about? And yeah, and, and what did I say? Oh, you said, um, I wouldn't say this unless I thought you felt the same. Yeah. Which is like the cockiest statement I have ever heard in my life. <laughs> I mean, I was so right. We're married. <laughs> I mean, I've never been so right about anything in my life. I mean, yes. <laughs> it wasn't creepy. It wasn't like, I know you love me too. <laughs> it was very, it was very friendly, you know. Yeah, well, we had been friends for like three months before we actually started dating. And so I think that's where a lot of it came from. He did know me and obviously he was right. I just didn't want to admit it to myself because if I found it crazy, I would have broken up with him, not gone on a fourth date. <laughs> so I finally told him I loved him back. It was after he helped me out big time. I was leaving the country for a vacation and it was the day before I was running around like a chicken with her head cut off trying to pack and clean the house and a stray dog followed me home 
And so on top of getting everything ready to leave, I had to deal with trying to find a dog, their home. And he, without me asking, without me saying anything to him, he just started to clean my apartment. And that showed me that he cared enough about me to just want to make me happy without me prompting him at all. And that really, I don't know, solidified my love. I was like, oh yeah, I, I love this man. And I think a couple of days later, I said, I love you. Just got to clean up, sweep the floor of the apartment. <laughs> then you got him. <laughs> <laughs> so the proposal, I had this plan in my head. We were going to drive up to Mulholland Drive. There was a spot that we'd always look at. LA at nighttime. It was like this beautiful spot where you'd see all the lights and the cars. And I was going to propose to her there. And I was telling some people my plan and they were like, oh, is that going to be enough? Are you going to have a photographer? Are you going to have a this? Are you going to have a that? Blah, blah, blah. And so I started to get kind of nervous. And so leading up to the day, we like went to the farmer's market. We had a great time. And then I got to the spot where I was going to propose to her. And I was so nervous that I was like, okay, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to propose to her. It, it just doesn't feel right. And so I asked her, I was like, Aaron, how would you like me to propose to you? And she was like, uh, I don't know. You know, if you like took me to a spot like right here where it's just you and I alone and <laughs> you proposed to me. And I was like, I freaking knew it. I freaking knew that's how I, I shouldn't have doubted myself. And, uh, and so actually I'd written a song for Aaron my proposal song. And I had this little Bluetooth speaker. So I was like, all right, we're back in action. I'm going back into the plan. Get the speaker, play the song. I have the ring on me and I'm like, boom, proposal? <laughs> she said, yes. I mean, okay, a little, <laughs> a little more romantic. He played the song. I listened to it. He left like a, a in, instrumental part where he spoke to me and proposed, which I I don't remember what he said at all because I was just like, oh my God, she's proposing. <laughs> and he got down on one knee and I said yes. And then we danced on top of the lookout, looking out over LA at night. Our wedding took place in Topanga Canyon. It was a backyard outside style wedding and... I wanted it to be really small. It had 60-ish people. I always had in my head where I wanted our wedding to be small enough where I could talk to all of my guests. And so that was my main focus there. And I just wanted our wedding to be a celebration of us and it to be super fun. So we had games, we had photo booth, uh, dancing was a huge part. And I was just so happy because people still come up to us and are like, we loved your wedding so much. It was the most fun, best wedding we've ever been to. Yeah, so a few things that happened at the wedding, one that was really sweet and was really smart, Aaron had the idea to hold hands after we got married. And Aaron was like, we're gonna hold hands this entire time so that we never leave each other because people always wanna pull you away and they're like, hey, you got married, I wanna talk to you alone. Yeah, I kept hearing horror stories of people being like, we got separated and we weren't together for half of the reception. Yeah, so Aaron made the rule to hold hands, which I think was amazing. We had this weird wasp thing. Uh, we had these amazing tacos. They were like the best tacos I've ever had in my life. And these wasps would come to your plate and they would take up a cube of meat and just fly away. 
They did disappear once the sun went down, but people were like, uh, no one was allergic who was there. So that was good. (laughs) At one point I was like running around table to table with bug spray. I was like spraying the center of the table. (laughs) Our honeymoon was amazing. We had 10 days in Mexico. We had this really, really nice hotel room that was near this pool. It was like a private pool only for people who were, had rooms like ours. And we we would sleep in these cabanas by the pool side. Ugh, I mean, it was just 10 days of relaxation. The food wasn't great. Uh, <laughs> breakfast was never really that good. The margaritas were good. The margaritas were pretty good. And uh, yeah, and they had these taco stands that were really good. So once we found out that hack, that life hack, We ate those tacos like every day. What I love most about Mitch is his sense of humor. We always laugh together and have a good time. I mean, honestly, he's my best friend. And so we had the best time together. The thing I love most about Aaron is her sense of humor and just how much fun we have together and and just the way that we're able to speak to each other about everything. It's just the amount of trust we have with each other. I'm looking forward to traveling and just seeing where life takes us. That might sound really cheesy, but I feel like we're young and we still have a long ways to go. And to be able to spend that with my best friend, I'm looking forward to it. Something I'm looking forward to, one is kids. I think that's a very exciting and kind of scary thought. And then just something else is um, just the idea that no matter what we do, we're going to do it together. And that's a really, really fun, exciting thought. If if we move, if we travel, if we join a basketball league together, you know, whatever it is, uh, I'm just glad that we're doing it together. listening to our love story. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook and Instagram at ParCast and on Twitter at ParCast Network. For more episodes of our love story, follow us on Spotify and check out other ParCast originals, all available on Spotify. Our love story is executive produced by Max Cutler and is a Spotify original from ParCast. It was created by John Cohen. Sound designed by Kristen Acevedo with associate sound design by Mike Ramos. Production assistance by Ron Shapiro. It's produced by John Cohen, Kristen Acevedo, and associate produced by Alex Trigwadotter. 